bourbon, bullets, and badasses. Where the spirits flow, the ammo is dry. And there's always a badass with a story the world needs to hear. All right, welcome to the show. Uh, you are on Bourbon's Bullet, Bourbon Bullets and Badasses. Sorry, I've already had one. Anyway, Big Jake, say hello. Hey, how's it going? All right, Chris, say hello. We are back from, uh, again from last week. Same crew. Um, be sure to look us up on Facebook, Bourbon and Bullets, Bourbon Bullets and Badasses Podcast on Instagram at the Bourbon Badass on Parlor P A R L E R. Yeah, Chris messed that one up, didn't he? Yeah, first Chris. Um, also at the Bourbon Badass. Today we've got kind of a unique story. It's uh, it's a young man who walked away from almost certain fame and fortune. Uh, his former band, Echoes from Ashes, uh, broke up a while back, and I'll let you tell, I'll let him tell the story. But he walked away from almost certain fame and fortune in order to be with his family and to follow his faith in God. So Commendable. Right now, I would like to introduce uh, my new and recent friend and brother in Christ, Matt (laughs) Kelly. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing well. Doing well. So, would you doing well? Would you kind of give us a little rundown about uh, your former band, how things transpired, or or what led you to even form that in the first place, and led up to the breakup? All right, uh, let's see here. Um, I was a solo act. Uh, I'm going to try to keep it as nutshell as possible. (laughs) I I, I was a solo act, and Dan, uh, Dan Thorne, uh, he wrote the song Down, the music for Down, and the guitar for Cold Surrender. And I was actually sitting at a Circle K gas station, um, high on ice and drunk about two thirty, two thirty AM just jamming out. And he pulled up in a truck and he was with a girl at the time. And he was like, Hey, don't talk to that guy. <laughs> She's like, I won't. Well, you know, she did. And I ended up playing a song for him. And then, uh, he knew Mike. They were lifelong friends, 25 years, and he introduced me to Mike. And then we actually, uh, we started out as, you, you can you can look it up on SoundCloud, especially told that, um, under a band name, uh, Failing Monica, Monica with a K. And it was just kind of all live demo, uh, demo in the basement and uh, type thing. And then we decided we decided to kind of, you know, go off from there. Uh, at that point, I was in the middle, middle of a divorce, um, custody, and all that, all that stuff. So I was just ready to, I was ready for anything, and and then, then we just met people, had auditions, you know, the 
the basic, and then that is pretty much pretty much how uh, Echoes got started. Was was a branch off from the band Failing Monica. So you were already going through uh, a, a drug and alcohol problem before you oh, yeah. even formed Echoes from Ashes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the age of seventeen, I was um, I was pretty pretty much hard on methadone. Um, I didn't even know what it was. It just it got me extremely high. And then before I knew it, you know, eighteen, nineteen rolls around, and I'm like, oh wow, I can't go eight hours without something. So you know, and then that that load and uh, you know led. Uh, you know, that, uh, snowball, snowballs for sure. So yeah, absolutely. Before, uh, Echo Smashes, I was, uh, I was dabbling in quite a bit of everything. So once you got the band formed, how long were you guys together before you eventually, uh, managed to cut that EP and get it out? Oh, three, six months. That's pretty quick time frame, but yeah. like, yeah, you yeah. now a little, let's back up a little bit. How did I come across Matt Kelly? Uh, Amazon music. When you have the unlimited, uh, it, uh, every Monday it throws at me a discovery mix. You know, the algorithm throws out, uh, 25 songs that, that they think that you'll like based on what you've already listened to. And a few months back, this one song pops up. It's Echoes from Ashes. Never heard of them. Cold Surrender. Okay, I'll give it a listen. And immediately this song just, it hit me full square in the chest. And I couldn't stop listening to it. So I'm in my garage doing some work and a buddy of mine comes over and he walks in and he kind of tilts his head and he looks. And he goes, I like his voice. Kind of sounds like Kind of, of sounds like JD from Corn, but you know, cleaner vocals. And I, I rolled it back and I listened. I'm like, man, you're right. Now that was several months ago. Now fast forward to the last week, and that song popped up in my playlist again, and I just started listening to it over and over again on a loop. And I said, you know what? Um, yeah. I don't know. I I had to I had to start listening to it again, and then flipping through YouTube, and I saw six days ago. Whenever I saw this, um, I had commented three months before about that song on YouTube, and just out of the blue, uh, somebody responds and says, and you know, telling me, you know, thank you. Would you like to hear something else? Um, you know, it sends me an email address. And he and I got starting started talking. And come to find out that, uh, well, I'll let you take it from there, Matt. Yeah, so that was pretty much, I mean, you pretty much nailed it. <laughs> that was it. Um, yeah, I, I, I had this. Um, I really, really enjoy people um i love people you know um um my lord's children uh 
you know, I, I just, I love people and, and, um, so I, I, I saw that comment. That was another reason why the whole, uh, EFA thing, you know, I was yelled at a lot for commenting anyway. That's a, a whole other thing. Um, I knew that we weren't going to be putting out any music, uh, any new music. So that's actually why I reached out. Um, I didn't know who I was speaking, you know, uh, speaking with at, at, at that time when I left that comment a week ago. And, but I knew I had new music. Um, it wasn't EFA, but I, I, I almost felt bad. You know, there was a part of me that like, Oh man, you know, here's yet someone else. And they like the music and, they're not going to hear anything else from ESA. So I, I figured I would, and I'd reach out and send you a personal, uh, personal song. So, I mean, that's where we're at now. Yeah. And actually Jake heard it a little while ago. Tell him what you thought. Yeah, it's fantastic. I really uh, dig the style of it. Um, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Unfortunately, Chris got here too late, so he hasn't heard it yet, but we're, we're going to let him listen to that. He was fashionably late though. Yeah. That, that rough demo. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he came he's bearing forgiven. gifts, so yeah, he's he, all forgiven. Yeah. Colonel E.H. Taylor, small batch bottled in bond, just broke the seal on that thing. What else? Oh, Basil Hayden's and what else? Wild Turkey Rare Breed. Wild Turkey Rare Breed. You went for some mass produced stuff too, huh? Mm, you'd be surprised. Okay. Wait till you hear the all story. Right. <laughs> so what, what are you guys drinking on now? Uh, right now, well, uh, we just finished off a uh, red-handed, yeah, red-handed treaty oak, uh, a Texas bourbon. Um, but yeah, here's the thing. Okay, Matt, you told me that uh, you know you're in uh, one of the emails. You said I don't know how much more rocking out I'm going to be doing anymore because uh, I'm now following my faith. Um, and that's kind of why I wanted to do this interview because when you and I talked on the phone, you told me about, uh, well, well, you told me quite a bit, but all right, let's, let's go back to the, uh, to the Brian Welch thing. I'll, I'll let you rel- relay that. Oh, the whole, uh, how, how the Lord was planting seeds and yeah, yeah, that's so wild. So about, uh, three, three months ago or so, uh, wife and I laying in bed, did, did a little scripture reading. Then I, uh, go on my YouTube and I guess I'm a boring, I'm a boring guy. You know, I've, I've got all your, all your, uh, 80 year old pastors and, you know, on my YouTube and all the subscriptions I have and, uh, nothing real fun and interesting. And, Fun it is to me, but I digress. Um, then, just out of nowhere, this pops up. Uh, it is um, Brian Welsh's testimony, and I recognized the name. I was a huge fan of corn growing up. Huge. I mean, I think Jonathan Davis is still one of the most underrated vocalists. Um, his, his range, his style, it's a one-of-a-kind sound. And that's what I really, really, really like. Well, on a personal note, I'm going to tell you right now, Jonathan Davis, really, really nice guy. It's awesome. He seems like it. He does. I know they always say not to meet your heroes or whatever, but he seems like a a genuine 
just from you know from the interviews I've watched of him, and he seems genuine. Um, but yeah, so we're <clears throat> so I'm laying in bed and I watched that testimony, and you know it was cool, and I had my uh, you know had my little well, you know let's see, let's see, um, you know let's see what happens out of this, and. Is that that was really neat, and a lot of these stories, what you see from from people who um, are converted to Christ, a lot of the time, unfortunately, you see a lot of false converts, and you know you end up someone finds Christ, and sometimes they do it for a gimmick, sometimes they do it, uh, you know, for a paycheck, like Snoop Dogg, um, stuff like that, and. Then, I guess four days now, four or five days now, um, two days before we spoke, it popped up again. I was on, I was on the feed, uh, looking for a sermon again, and sure enough, here's another testimony. There was a woman, uh, Celia something, and. It's yet again another uh, Brian Welsh testimony. It's just like, okay, Lord, you know, what's going on here? And then two days, two days after that, I talk to you and hear you also bring up the testimony of Brian Welsh. And it, 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 it lit something in me. It, um, it really, really did. It lit something. And I still don't know what that something is, but it lit, and um, I'm excited, I'm eager, and so that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. So Hopefully I just want to boring everyone. No, 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 <laughs> boring everyone. So I I hear what you're saying, and I've actually been, you know, a, a big rock and roll since the age of 14, and what you're saying makes a lot of sense because what people don't do is they don't look beyond what the media covers. Believe it or not, Lacey Strum of Flyleaf walked away for her yep. Yep. her fra- for her faith and her family, and that actually opened a door. She worked with Billy Graham after that point. Did that she? would have never happened had she stayed on the road and toured the world. Right. And the, the three or four songs that they collaborated on was superb. Her vocal range, I, I applaud. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so looking she, into that. Believe it or not, I don't, I don't know if you guys ever, if you've ever had a male, a male vocalist uh, admit or say that uh, he had a female vocalist as inspiration. She was actually one of mine, too. Um, just phenomenal. Yes, her, her vocals, her voice—it was phenomenal. And I, I, I do remember when I watched. Actually, back on MySpace, back on MySpace is when I watched her. <laughs> Good uh, lord, we're all old enough to remember that. That's ah, I know. Right there. Well, I know. I almost didn't want to say the M word, but I did. And uh, yeah, yeah, they're not censoring is, anybody, are they? Yeah, Tom used to be our friend. Mm. <laughs> uh, so she did a she did some of Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. Also, she 
and the lead singer of P.O.D., Sonny, and Brian all got together in California and formed a missionary called the Whosoevers. I forgot the name. I had to look it up real quick. But you never hear about it. But anyone right. who looks into it, in, I wish they would collaborate and make music through the Whosoevers just because the, the amount of inspiration of mainstream Hollywood that you see in the media, but you never hear about the whosoever's. No, I, oh, and they're, it is nothing but testimonies from Sonny, from Lacey, from uh, Brian. Phenomenal, phenomenal outreach work. And the best part is anyone who's a part of that, their lives are blessed. Now, Matt, yeah, yeah. If, if you wouldn't mind, man, uh, let's, let's back up just a little bit and, and tell me, I, let, let everybody know. Uh, now, EFA was starting to get some serious notice, were they not? Yes. Yes. Yes, I can. I can humbly, I can humbly say we were, um, uh, we were, it, it, we were to the point of almost. I mean, uh, excuse me. We were to that point. Um, of needing to get, uh, I guess, like an attorney to help us with the paperwork for these labels and, you know, stuff like that. Cause we didn't, you know, we didn't really know. Um, and then like you and I spoke about, that's whenever I said, you know, we're, I'm doing this on my terms. I'm not going to be mandated to play X amount of shows a week and do the whole touring thing. So that, that's where the, that's actually really, really where it started is, is when this became real, you know, um, everyone, it, it's, <laughs> everyone wants to sit in the back seat and say, Oh man, you should have done it. Oh man, that was this. And, and, and it's like, you, you, you don't understand. It's, uh, this would have been a real thing. We would have been signed with a real label. I would have been on a real tour bus going to real venues, uh, leaving my real family and a lot of people, like I, I have a lot of people still to this day upset with me. Uh, I guess I wouldn't say a lot, but my circle is very, very, my circle, uh, pretty much is my wedding ring. Yeah. That's the circle that I keep. And, uh, still there, there are people who, kind of you know they're a little snooty about it and and it's like you, you guys don't understand um the sacrifice that it that it takes and i i don't even understand because i've you know i've never done the tour never been signed to a label but just from just from reading their 93 page contract uh it's like no you know like no i don't i don't want any part of that and that was that was pretty much um, that lit the wick, so to speak, so at for this, the implosion. Now, let me ask you, at, at this point where you're starting to get this notice, are you still living the, the drug-addled hellion life? Uh, no, no. At this point, I was... Um, I was... finding my faith... Um, really, really finding Christ, just starting growing a relationship, a true, a true relationship with Christ. And 
I was I was raised Lutheran, you know, uh, all that, and and uh, I had no idea who Jesus Christ was, or you know, um, I, I I had no idea. But anyway, um, I all the hard stuff was pretty much pretty much done for. Uh, you know, took a pain pill here and there, uh, smoked some weed. That was pretty much the extent of it. Uh, the physical holdup for me, I guess, would, you know, I don't even know. It, it was, uh, um, I kind of lost my, I, I apologize, gentlemen, and to anyone listening for my rabbit trails. My, <laughs> when I, 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 I go down, I, I go down rabbit holes. And, yeah, we do that ourselves. Yep. Was your uh, was your album was that uh, a secular album or were you starting to kind of delve into the the Christian space at that point? One more time. Was your album completely secular or 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 were you starting to kind of cross over? Actually, it's a funny thing that you bring that up because uh, yes. I noticed and I told him and he, I told him yep. I said cold surrender. I said I, it hit me. It dawned on me the other day. I said this is actually a worship song, isn't it, Matt? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, me personally, I wouldn't label that as worst song, but it was definitely, definitely in, in inspired. Uh, it was definitely inspired by the Lord. Um, it was a cry. And that song, that song pretty much explains the start of the end of Echoes from Ashes. Um, right around that point, I was really, I was getting really, 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 really convicted of just, you know, um, Matt, this is not where I want you to go. Um, this is, this, this is not what I have for you. Echo Smash is not what I have for you. And I, I didn't like that. It, it didn't taste good. Um, it didn't feel good. And it was brutal. And, and it was, a, it was a fight. It was a long fight. And, uh, yeah, so that absolutely um, to answer your question. The secular music, it was all secular, uh, pretty much until Cold Surrender. Um, I mean, I guess it's still secular, but there was a, a lot of subliminal. And then Letting Go was another subliminal song. Yeah, I picked um, up a, on that on a full disclosure. What? I said I picked up on some of that on full disclosure. Oh, full disclosure that that was a I forgot my inspiration from that, just your basic basic thing. But uh yeah, it was I I I started breaking away um because the subliminal wasn't enough. Um and what I mean by that is you know, it, um, God's like, okay, so you're going to live for me. You're going to do this, but you're going to hide me. You're going to secretly slip me in your songs and make it subliminal so you can still appease men and appease your bandmates. Um, and it's like, yeah, you know, he's right. Yeah, he's God. <laughs> so I, that was when the real, real choices started, started coming by 
that this was real. I mean, we were, it was, it was right on the lines of one of those moments of having, um, it's like one road, one road is your dream. Like when I was a kid, uh, Lincoln park crawling, uh, that was when I knew, yeah, you know, this is, this is a style what I want to do. So I wanted to be a football player in the NFL, a professional wrestler, or a rock star. Man, Those you are my three things. Luchador. Boy, and, you talk about Lincoln Park, man, that's another rabbit hole we could go down with Chester. That man oh, was, yeah. and he was, he was, he had his pain just yeah. out there for the world. And I mean, it, it was, it was on full display that, that, that wasn't just yeah. lyrics. I mean, the, the man was screaming for help for 20 something yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Right. Right beside and, uh, Chris uh, Cornell. Yeah. It, it's, oh yeah. It's yeah. a sad loss yeah. of both of them. Mm-hmm. And you didn't want to be yeah. one of those guys, did you, Matt? No, you know, no, I, I, I didn't. And the older I got, um, I just started, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's really hard when you have, and I think a lot, a lot of musicians who can relate will relate to what I'm about to say is it's, it's, it's hard when you wake up every day and you hear people telling you, man, this is what you're born to do. This is what you're born to do. I mean, I had, uh, teachers, teachers in high school, you know, pretty much tell me, Hey, keep pursuing, you'll make it. So that's all I heard. That's all I heard. And then just to have that, uh, you know, God, God gave me a right hook, you know, the Holy spirit hit me right in the mouth and it, it stops you. And then you get to that crossroads of who do I please? Do I please man or do I please God? And then you, on the other hand, you have this, well, I know that I can make it. I was 100% certain, 100% certain that five years from, from then. So if I was still in EFA, couple more years if not already i'd have rock star money and i'd be able to provide everything for my family except a life except a life with christ because you, it, it it couldn't work and i i sat for at least a year of, of just going just back and forth and one of the hardest things i've ever had to do was to know my potential, to understand what I could do in this life and walk away from it. Well, let me tell you this, man. Coming from somebody who who spent uh, almost four years the first go-round and probably another four years the second go-round, you know, split by, what, six, eight years, something like that. Um, you, You spend all those years on tour and you get home once or twice a year. Yeah. Your, your wife doesn't have a husband. Your kids don't have a father. You, you've got a, you've got a wife basically living the life of a single mom, but, and only getting a phone call, uh, once a day, once or twice a day. Uh, you don't get to watch your kids grow up. 
um, and just you're you're nothing but a paycheck. It, it's what you become. Yep. And I, I I remember I I go I I got home and I wanted to surprise my youngest daughter um, at school. You know, she was just in preschool, four years old. So I, I go to the school. Her class walks by me. Let me tell you, man. My own daughter walked right past me, didn't even recognize me because I'd been gone so long. And you want to know some pain when your own kid doesn't even recognize you? Uh, that That's some shit that you, that you, you just you don't get over. Right. Uh, that was the beginning of the end back in uh, 2005 or so. For for me, I I was going through my own severe <clears throat> drug problem, and right. Uh, thank God, 14 years uh, this summer I've been clean, but I ain't giving up the bourbon. And just in case anybody's yep. thinking, praise the Lord. We're not giving up the moderation. Bourbon. Yeah, we decided to go moderation. with Matt first, and and uh, once his interview's done, then then we'll get into the tasting. So don't go away, don't get bored, folks. We are still going to do it because we got some good stuff. So on that note, oh well, I, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to make a joke, but then it's not funny. No, go ahead. I played it out in my head. No, it go wasn't ahead. funny, so I I I, I cut it off. I've oh, done no, that a it, lot it, recently. Uh, so on that note, just curiosity, because I, I think that's something maybe we could all relate to, and maybe it's something we could all listen to, you know, as iron sharpens iron. Would you be willing to talk about what you did for recovery? Oh, absolutely. I just, I think 2020 absolutely, needs to hear that. God, yes. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, this is the beautiful, this is why I feel it's like, uh, looking back now, I wasn't ready. Now I'm ready. Now I am ready to actually, let me, uh, how to put it, be around, uh, be around the world, be around be, seculars, yeah, as, yeah. as weak persons like to call them, <laughs> and not fall back in. Um, to give, to give my testimony when I was on, uh, crystal meth, uh, for quite a while, uh, two or three years, give or take, um, he got me beat. The Lord took it. And what I mean is he took it. Even at this point, I was not pursuing Christ. I was not seeking him. I was not, you know, I knew who he was. I prayed every now and again. I was actually one of those Sunday morning Christians, Monday morning sinners. I mean, we're all sinners, but you know what I mean. Understood, yeah. Uh, or at least we uh, were. And he took it. I I I woke up. Um, I mean, I was almost smoking. I didn't shoot it or anything. I didn't bang it, but I was I was almost smoking almost a gram a day and that's a lot considering you know it it takes you and it, it keeps you up I, I was at nine day stretches i've had nine visits to the psychiatric ward that is something else that i would like for any listeners 
uh, one of the biggest things that I want to minister to people is, is the, uh, I was, I was diagnosed by three different doctors, paranoid schizophrenic, uh, bipolar mania one and two and borderline personality disorder. I was on Halidol and lithium for nine years. Um, it's, it was demonic possession, but that maybe is a talk for another time. Uh, but drugs, 100%, 100% goes to the Lord. There's, that's the only explanation. I am frail. I am weak. I am wretched in my flesh. I am beyond weak, actually. Weak is an understatement. The fact that I'm standing, uh, so much more than one of just those cliche, excuse me, one of those cliche, like, oh, well, I know I'm here for a reason because I'm breathing. Uh, It's more. It's more than that. There is, I shouldn't be alive. I've had doctors tell me that. Uh, I took 49, uh, 49 peaches. That's what, uh, down here in Jefferson County, Missouri, we uh, call the Xanax peaches here. I took 49 of them to try to end my life. Good I God. attempted suicide. Uh, I attempted suicide three times. Two of the times was not a real attempt. It was just for attention from yeah, someone to hear me, like, like you mentioned, Chester, because mm-hmm. um, no one was hearing me. It was just, here's some more medicine. Oh, that's just crazy, Matt, you know? And uh, no one's hearing me. So two of them were for attention. The one was real. And uh, with with proof, I can get all this uh, too, because giving testimonies, proof is key. For the people who are borderline, for the people who who have questions about God, who aren't sure, and they're like, "Well, this guy, who is Matt Kelly? So I just some dude, uh, some nut job talking. Uh, I can sign a HIPAA form, and I can have this. So anyone listening, if you guys get an email, maybe it won't, maybe it will. I will. I will sign a HIPAA release of my medical information. I died. I overdosed. I died on the way to the hospital." They had to give me a adrenaline shot in my heart. $4,900, by the way, for an adrenaline shot. Do you learn um, your lesson? Two doctors told me I shouldn't. Like, when they pumped my stomach, there were still Xanax floating around in the, the, the container that was when they were pumping it out. Uh, and... Two, two different doctors said I shouldn't be alive. And they said that if those annex, one doctor brought it in, brought the canister in, you know, it was all gross, yellow and orange and brown looking. And, but you could see Xanax floating in there. And he gave me, you know, a, a very good stern talk, actually. Uh, and he pointed to him and he said, you see these? There's probably about seven, eight of them float around in there. He said, if these would have dissolved, you'd be dead. My everything in my body shut down. 
uh, my heart stops. I, uh, it wasn't, wasn't long at all. It was like 40, 47 or 49 seconds, but, uh, which isn't long at all, but either way, that is um, dead. He, he, he showed me those and just real quick. I just got to say that about the Lord is even after that, even after that, I still, I still did drugs. I still lived that life. And I am still standing here, a saved man. And that is key. That is most important that anyone listening needs to hear is Jesus Christ is not a hall pass to sin. Some people teach that he is a hall pass. You know, you say that simple prayer once and you're saved. And no, uh, you have to repent and, and you have to strive. You have to turn away. That's what repent means. You, you literally have to physically turn away from your sin. Yes, you're going to slip up. Uh, you know, yes, you're going to screw up. But you repent and you change and you ask Christ to give you strength and courage to change. And to love what he loves and to hate what he hates and to follow him. And I am sitting here, I'm, I'm, I'm standing here, a saved man. Um, and there is like, I know everyone has different levels of bottoms. Everyone has, has hit rock bottom at some point in their life. But that is a foundation. It's real. When I hit rock bottom, that is when, that is where Christ met me when I hit rock bottom and I can start building on that foundation. And I'm too stubborn and bullheaded. Um, he had to break me. He broke me. He broke me down. He absolutely broke me down. There is a, uh, we'll call it a false narrative going around about the Bible, how people say God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Uh, that's not a scriptural statement. Um, he gives you a way out when you are tested or uh, tempted. When you are tempted, he will provide a way out. He does not do it for you. He will provide one. So anyone listening to, go ahead, feel free, Google, use the Google machine, look it up. That's not a scriptural statement. Um, and I think that throws a lot of people uh, there's a lot of false hope, actually, but or if you want a better search, actually use DuckDuckGo, where you can actually get all the information instead of Google, which is going to selectively edit and censor things and not give you what you really want. Do what? I said use DuckDuckGo instead of Google if you actually want all of the information. Oh, okay. I don't even know what DuckDuckGo is. Uh, it's a search engine that doesn't censor everything uh, based on their own political ideations like Google does. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, uh, yeah, but anyone listening, you can uh, just off the top of my head, you, you can read James James 1.3 and James 1.13. Um, and then uh, 1 Corinthians 7 or 10, 10 17, somewhere in 1 Corinthians. Uh, that is that's where that's where you can see there. Um, anywho, though, back to the drugs. Um, 
How much how much time do I have left? Dude, you got all the time you need. Cool. What are we at right now? Right. You guys should have Yeah, we're good. We're good, man. Whatever you need. Cool. You guys should have snooze buttons for your audience that if they're bored, they can <laughs> show like a sleeping emoji or something. Uh, I'll anyway, tell you what, you uh, know what? You know what? Let's break this up a little bit. Uh, if you if you mind sitting on the line while we sample something there, Matt? Oh, absolutely. No problem at all. I'm going to fill up some water and I'll uh, use the restroom. Sounds good, man. All right, Chris. Let's go. Let's get into what you brought for us, Bubba. Mm-hmm. Uh, man. You want the one you asked for? Or you want one with a story? Wait. What story? What? Yeah. What has story? A story? Okay. All right. We're going to yeah, story. Well, um, we we'll go with this okay. one so we don't burn taste buds. All right. So this is E. H. Taylor, small batch, bottled in bond. This came at a time when when America was still pretty lawless and the new frontier. And they were getting a lot of people, you know, prohibition, things like that. People making their own snake oil and selling it as a high-end whiskey. So this man, E.H. Taylor, got off the battlefield and said, well, these guys trust me on the battlefield. I want them to trust me in the bar. I want to keep the citizens that I fought to protect safe. So he went into Parliament and got a... uh, Bottled and Bond Act, he was the actual initiator of it and got it passed, which basically says, yes, this is bourbon to a very strict recipe, and it has been closely monitored and watched. This is long before the FDA ever came about. Wow. So what are you getting on the nose? Hmm. I'm getting a little bit of, like, creamy sweetness. Yeah, vanilla. You know, same... Same distillery as the Weller. Yep. I'm getting that vanilla hint. Yeah. A lot of wheat. So this is also Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare. This is the same mash bill. It's just aged a little bit differently, so it's a different label. So is that like a sour mash bill or what? Yes, it is a sour mash. Also, to be considered bottled and bond, it has to be 100 proof. So... You would think it would knock you on your butt, but it's very smooth. Very good. Dangerously smooth. Yeah, it's now, got a, got a little to, bit of sweet on oh, it, too. Yep. I have to say that we have had some criticism uh, from some listeners that uh, the, the smelling and the, and the tasting, we're, we're, we're taking some long pauses. So let's, let's keep some conversation while each of us is tasting. Yeah, this, uh, I was tasting a little bit of sweet on the tongue with this. Um, doesn't have a bite to it. Very just smooth. very smooth. Yep. Little bit of heat. Just... What's that, Matt? I was saying I love you to the wife. Oh, there you. You got it. <laughs> Sorry. You, you better. Yeah, this is my absolute favorite, mm. and it's not by any stretch expensive. That's good to know. Oh, yeah, and uh, just so we're. What is it that you... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chris put something on hold for me uh, back at the store, and I'll be able to pick that up next week. So, you found a Weller 12-year. You grabbed the last bottle just for me, didn't you, brother? Man, that... So, I can tell you the story about that. Apparently, 
it wasn't supposed to go to my store. It was supposed to go to the next store number in line. Whoopsies. Because they have a wholesale restaurant account. So I was never supposed to see it. Ooh. But I was allowed to keep part of the case. Not bad. And and I managed to rush in there and, and, and get one set aside. Another Yamazaki. I don't know when I'm going to see another one of those. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I, I, hmm. I'm not going to be able to pick it up till next week. Had to pay rent. I understand. Yeah, we got to do that. Bill's but, first. But it's there hey, first. Dave Ramsey's a Christian. Yes, he is. Bill's, uh, Bill's first, and then you play. Yeah, that's right. Let's, let's take, yeah, care yeah. The, take care of the important stuff first. And let's see, what am I getting with? Add a little water to this. So, one of my questions. you guys ever do any? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, uh, you guys do any uh, for like listeners, uh, any like trivia, and then you can send them a bottle. You guys ever do that? Because I'm, if so, I want to play. <laughs> but, uh, <yeah. laughs> I'm not against the idea, nor am I. But yeah. uh, I'm, I'm just a, a poorly paid truck driver. Yeah, we, well, we, get a, we get a, some listener participation for for sure. Is something on the cards right. definitely. That'd be cool. Hey, you know what? I would not. I'm just listening to the whiskey, and I wouldn't mind to sip. Yeah, we, we, you, if you go back and listen to the previous episodes, man. You'll learn a lot from but, Chris. But you'll probably find a lot of these sitting on the shelf in Missouri. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, that does. A little bit of water tames it down a little bit. Yep. Now, what now I- once it gets a little bit of oxygen, it'll smooth out. And once it's smooth, it's it's very dangerous. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get any bite off it. There's a little heat, like you said, but there's no bite. Normally, it's it's not that hot, but yeah, let it let it open up and breathe, and it'll just that heat will just disappear. It, it and is. then it's just candy at that point. It is hundred proof candy. So, Matt, my my question yeah. along that that theme: What did you do after your cries of help? After after you know, having your stomach pump, what did you do? What steps did you take or who led you down the path of recovery? Uh, again, Christ, what I did literally, uh, I got, I got poop face. Um, about two days after I got released, I had a real, real bad, bad problem with booze too. Mm -hmm. Uh, but really what led to the recovery was again, being broken. I just had to keep learning, um, being, being broken. I, I, I just got broke. I mean, to be honest, for real, I've, I've, I've attended all the, all the AA meetings and, and NA meetings. Right. And if there's anyone listening who, who holds those or does them, uh, please have an X. Addict or someone in there uh, talking. It's it's you know someone who can actually relate. I had an NA counselor. It was court mandated, and the guy. There was like twelve of us guys sitting in there, and one guy asked him a question. He's like, "Have you ever even effing done any drugs?" And guys like or our counselor. It's like, well, well, no, but I've read about it. 
Yeah, you know, uh, a bunch of guys got up, walked out. It's like, no. Yeah, so anyone listening who holds that stuff, uh, make sure you you get someone in there who knows because there is no piece of paper, there is no there is no degree to actually know what it's like to walk walk the life of an alcoholic or a drug addict. Yeah. Um, that's a big one. Other than another Sorry, that, addict. That's a, that's no, a big peeve no, of mine. No, I, I, I completely agree. So I, you know, full disclosure, growing up, I always joked, said, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge sex addict because I, I just, there was never enough. And yeah, joked, you know, and, and one day, you know, Same. I f- found myself married. And I said, no, I got to get this fixed. I got this, you know, got a lot of pressure on me to get this, get this right, get this fixed. And going through marriage counseling, my absolute lowest, my breaking point was, she said, what do you think's wrong in your marriage? What do you think would fix it? And this was a, a Christian counselor who was recommended to me by family. And I actually, at that point, my answer was, God is not my rock and my salvation. And she said she had, in her 30 years of practice, never heard anyone say anything like that. Now, by the way, for everyone, let's go with, continue with the full disclosure for no one who, all right. Chris has walked into my house wearing a shirt (laughs) that says, Nintendo addict so i think he was prepared for this interview maybe (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah don't don't do like me don't uh don't move from one addiction to the next i have over 700 physical video games dating all the way back to atari and everyone's functional at a moment's notice Talk about 2600 right 1977 wait do you have the 5200 i don't but the 5800 will play those games oh or the 72 or is it 7,800? The 8-bit one. Hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to f- repair a ColecoVision at the moment. Oh, man. You know, Jake, we need to go over to Chris's house at some point. We need, we need to find where he lives and invade. And just take them all out, out of order and just... Oh, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. My <laughs> TV, 500 DVDs and right. they're all alphabetized. Right. Don't do that. Right. Whoa. I, so, I am mildly on the spectrum for ADHD, but I don't take any medication to moderate it. So I, I cope Good. with OCD. You know what? I, I don't lose my keys because my keys go in my hat. As soon as I walk through the doorway every single day, they're on my nightstand. Good. So I don't have to flip my house upside down. And now the worst of it is I have a photogenic memory. So someone asked me where something is, is like, I know I've seen it. Give me a second to reel the photo album back, and I'll find it. And they yep. hate that, but I will find it. Yeah, how did I find out I was ADHD? Yeah, I, I married that woman in the other room, <laughs> and she pointed it out to me. She's like, has anybody ever, uh, have you ever been diagnosed? No, why? Yeah, what? You are. <laughs> For those who don't know, your wife is a school teacher. So she a school teacher and, and a pastor's daughter. But yeah, uh, so... My my whole point of that's noble, yeah, noble, underpaid. We'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah extremely underpaid. That uh, was actually 
Yeah, uh, oh, sorry, what were you saying? I was like, I have a whole family of uh, art teachers and school teachers. Mm. But yeah, I was just saying, One you know, the- I just, I want people to realize help is available. Help is out there. Yes. And if, if that help isn't for you and yeah, yours was court mandated. And if that help isn't helping you, it's not that you can't get help. It's that wasn't right. reaching you and ministering to you. My, my help actually came from, yes, that marriage counselor, but also my church every Tuesday night did uh, outreaches for recovery. And you, you have no idea how much addicts can preach to addicts. Yes, absolutely, sir. Absolutely. However, I will, have, I will have to say, I think yeah. being a sex addict is the hardest thing ever because... He said hard. In, in your marriage, you know, that's a, a critical point of having a healthy relationship. But where yep. do you draw that line between I'm not supposed to have this and, and I'm supposed to have the, that? Because drugs and alcohol, I, I feel like, could be a little bit easier because you're just not supposed to have it at all. It's not supposed to be in the house. That's not healthy for you. But they're telling you sex with your wife is healthy. But it's just that I, that is and hard. commanded by God. Hard to draw that line of where it's healthy and not. You like using that word when you're talking yep. about being a sex addict. Emphasize it. Emphasize. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah that's. Um, yeah, I mean that's really, in my opinion, the truth. That's the line that. Uh, what I tell people is, my biggest testimony is, um, you can you can try your medicines. And again, yeah, uh, disclosure, just in case, um, <laughs> consult your physicians and, and do that before stopping anything. Uh, but <laughs> what I have found is because I've, I've been on all, I've done all medications and the, the Adderall and all the stuff, the, the ADHD and ADD and right. there is, there is real real healing there's real power in the name of christ jesus it's real and you i can't i can't express it enough there's um i wish i had a a better answer for um anyone who any atheist or anyone who doesn't believe in god you know, I wish I could say I went through some, some program and I read this book and I did this and, and I did Pilates 15 minutes a morning and no, you know, there's, there's it, just give it a shot. You know, what I tell people, what do you have to lose? Anyone listening who is just, you're, you're done. You're at your end. What do you have to lose by giving your life to Christ? Amen. If you've done everything and everything is still falling apart, what do you have to lose at that point? What is the worst that's going to happen? And it's, it's, that needs to resonate. That needs to resonate with people. Um, Cause I get it. It's scary. It sounds corny. It's cheesy. You, you know, you, you have to, your world changes, you get laughed at, uh, you get made fun of. Uh, you get looked at differently. It's unpopular. Yeah. But if you want 
cured. I'm not talking about mask. Uh, you know, I have, I have, I have hardware in my back. I've had four back surgeries. I can take pain pills and they mask, they mask it. But when those are gone, I'm just left with the pain, the, your depression, your anxiety, um, your suicidal tendencies, your homicidal tendencies, all of it, all of it will not can, not maybe. If you seek Christ, it will, it will, you will be delivered. You will be cured. There is no if about it. So Matt, um, the only if is if you are willing to give up your life. And that's, that's all there is to it. There's, um, you know, I can, I can throw a bunch of scripture verses at you, but if people don't believe in the Bible, what's the point of that? Right. Um, it's, it's just, it's real. So again, anyone listening or anyone who's going to listen, if you are at your bottom, what have you got to lose at this point? So for somebody who, who heard you say yes. that and says, says, okay, I, I'm there. That's where I'm at. Uh, what's the next step they take? Reach out. Tell your friends. Tell your community. I mean, Tell your family. Yes. Yes. You know what? Own yes. up. Um, Mm-hmm. Own up to yes, what you've absolutely. done. You have got to hey, look. That's what I did uh, back in 2006 when when I I realized what I had done to my to my family, what I had done to my now ex wife. I I owned up to everything. I started with my mom. I told yep. her everything I'd done. I told her about the cheating. I told her about all the drugs, and and then I went and I told my wife what I had done. And she hated me for it. She filed for divorce. And then she turned around, you know, eventually, whenever I lost my job because of my drug problem, I was actually sent home for two weeks, which I didn't know. And I was uh, living off the last $600 that I had staying in a hotel. And she came and she got me and she took me in. She let me sleep on the couch. Eventually, it took about seven months later, uh, she rescinded the, uh, divorce filing and I spent the next 10 years, um, owning everything that I had done, owning my infidelity, owning, uh, my drug problems. <laughs> and that was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. And, I, and that's the thing, you know, I, I tried, I tried like hell to save oh, my I, marriage, I, man. I, I spent 10 years, and then the night before our oldest daughter graduated high school, she told me, I want you gone. I'm not happy. And she had been doing the same thing one, at least once or twice a year for the previous five years. And the time before, I told her, you know, after she came back and said, I'm sorry, I, 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 I know I hurt you. I'm never going to do this again. I said, that's what you tell me every time. But if you do this again... I'm going to give you exactly what you want, and you're not going to like it. And then she did it again that night before our daughter graduated. And I said, okay, but this is not going to make you happy. I will give you exactly what you want. I called her bluff. I walked out, and and that was it. And, you know, two months later, I, I actually met the woman I eventually married. And 
she's been my rock. She's been the one thing that has uh, just just kept me steady. But you know, yeah. that, that I spent an entire ten years owning all of my sins, owning all of that I, that I had done. And I'm a big believer that you've got to speak out. If you've yeah, been through yeah. that, if you've recovered, yeah. you need to actually own up to it. You've got to tell yep. people, look, this is what I did. I screwed up. I don't want you to lead the life that I had. I want you to have better for yourself. Yeah, amen. You have to confess yeah. it. Matthew 18. You know, there's, um, yeah, that's, that's a huge, uh, you know, pride. Oh, pride that's a, gets in that's the way. Hard and, to swallow. Um, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it's Here, a, it's, you know, Matt, here's the funny thing, okay? Uh, you're talking about Christ will help you do it. But I managed to get off of drugs. I managed to confess all of my sins when I was still agnostic. It, it wasn't about, I can't remember, it was either three or five years later that that I finally uh, found my way to Christ, okay? I, I managed to do this uh, remaining what I was. Right. Um, you know, I don't even know where I'm going with that, but, uh, but well, that, I mean, I, Christ has, has, has been the one thing that has managed to keep me on. I, I, I'm not even going to lie. I'm not going to pretend. And you know what, Chris, he's going to do the same thing and you're going to do the same thing. None of us can pretend that we don't still have the temptations that we had before. Oh, for sure. They still hit us. Oh we, yeah, we all do. It, it's it's, how, do. it's yeah, how you it's, deal with that's it. That's super. Yeah, yeah, that's what's super important um, about those those who do follow Christ is remaining in the Word. There, there's uh, Jesus tells us we will will suffer. He uses strong words. There's no maybe. Uh, we will be tempted. You know, even in the Lord's Prayer, uh, that everyone knows, no matter what what uh, Christian religion you are. Uh, lead us not into temptation that acknowledges the fact that we are still tempted you know so yeah you're you're absolutely right there is 100% temptation and I think where a lot of people fall myself included is when you let your guard down you know when you think you're good when you think you're you know man I've you've earned a, a I'm point. good I yeah. don't I don't I don't, I don't need to continue in this, uh, in this group anymore. I don't, I don't, I need to stop my counseling. I'm good. Yeah. That is a very slippery slope. And then boom, Uh, it's, it's a constant, it's constant, constant, constant fight. Yeah. And that temptation is going to hit you when you are at your lowest point and you've got to fight it. I don't care who you are. You've got to fight against it. All right, I fight against it a, a lot. All right, I, I. If you want peace, prepare for war. Anything worth yeah. having is worth fighting yeah. for. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can deal with the bourbon. I can deal with my nicotine. All right, um, yeah, whatever gets me through. But I'm not. I'm not going back to the drugs. I'm. I'm not going back to that life. It damn near killed me. I don't ever want to, yeah, I I want that sensation again every once in a while, 
but I don't ever want to go back to what it brought to me. Yeah, not worth it. It never was worth it. Wow, this got heavy. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) So, all that music, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? And that's that's kind of the thing. That's what's funny is, yeah, my uh, the guitarist of EFA, he was an atheist, and um, so we we had a lot of different a ideas. lot of feuds, but it, it, there was a respect there. Um, yeah, yeah. For any for any Christians, may I uh, may I give a little a little claimer here? Go for it. Uh, any Christians listening, it is not our job to tell people they're going to hell. I see it, and it's wrong. It's not even scriptural. It's our job to warn of hell. So if there's any Christians out there, um, I get it. You're zealous for the Lord, but it is not our job to point a finger and tell someone they're going to hell. Um, that is that is way, way wrong. And it turns people away. Uh, so just wanted to say that because I, I see a lot. Um, I actually used to be one of those people and it's not, not good. It's, it's not biblical. We are to warn. Yeah. At that point you're stepping into warn to Christ's shoes thinking that, uh, you have the authority to deeper, judge and we don't oh, condemnation. No. Yeah. You know, that that actually leads me back into something. Uh, you, uh, you mentioned the music. Okay. All right. Uh, Matt, listen, you and I talked, okay, about uh, apparently, apparently, you uh, had a couple of countries where EFA was actually very big, yes. were they not? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. And one of them being where suddenly on our last up episode, we got very big. I agree. So, we're big in Ireland. Yes, Ireland. Hello. <laughs> I'm not too Scottish in my day, but... If I'm not mistaken, uh, Ireland is a big Catholic population, am I right? Well, uh, yeah, no, they, IRA, they had the, Ath- the Catholic well, and Protestants, Yeah, they're, right? they're split. They, they are yeah. split. And they fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to our Irish friends out there, if you're a fan of Echoes from Ashes, well... We got Matt Kelly here. And yeah. if you're a fan of our podcast, <laughs> God bless you, brothers and sisters. We're happy to have you. Shout out to Ireland, okay? So keep a, keep a lookout for Matt Kelly, all right? he's uh, Trust me, he sent me a, a little uh, tweak demo of the song he's been working on. And like Jake and I said earlier, it's it's phenomenal. If you... You know, if you if you're strong in your faith, you're strong in your whiskey, and you like echoes from ashes, and you like bourbon bullets and badasses. Well, sorry for the commercial, but uh, yeah, Ireland, we love you. We're all glad to have you, right, Matt? Absolutely, absolutely, we are. Uh, you Do we have any uh, you, you New told- Zealanders? Uh, not yet. New Zealands. No, we got one Italy. Uh, we, we got a few Canadians that like us, and uh, we just started uh, hitting big in Malaysia. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're telling me. 
Yeah, Kuala Lumpur. Cool. All Barry's friends. Hmm? Technology is all, great. all Barry's friends over there in Malaysia. No, 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 no. Actually, I, actually, it's a friend of mine that, that lives over there, in the, and there's a lot of Americans and Canadians, a bunch of expatriates that, that live over there. Uh, you know, either they're working there or their spouses are working there. Uh, this guy is like on permanent vacation. That's what he told me yesterday. He said it's beautiful. Everything is a fraction of the cost that it is here. Uh, I'm, I, uh, to my wife, uh, yes, I am very seriously considering taking you on a vacation to uh, to Malaysia. Uh, me being the con- money conscious person that I am, uh, we'll be able to get a lot out of mm-hmm. it. Who's gonna feed the snakes? Who's gonna, yeah, that that's the kids' job. She they're her snakes. They're not ours. They get fed once or twice a month, and it, it's a it's a dead rat. I, they're in the freezer. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not worried at all. Nope. Well, she's not out today to see you. But Matt, say hello to your fans in Ireland. Uh, as a former vocalist of Echoes from Ashes, let them know that that you have not gone away, my friend. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Uh, the release date is the 20th or the 18th, one of those dates of oh, this month. Oh, this month? Oh, for the song. It, oh, it's just yeah. one song, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. We're releasing that as a single. Uh, the bassist from Echoes from Ashes, the SA, him and I worked together. We actually just started working on our new song today. Um, and we have the same we have the same engineer same producer so there's a lot of chemistry there uh yeah and a lot of the the, the is technically speaking yeah. a lot of the the yeah. same good sound and quality of sound exactly and dude i, yeah. I got to tell you the 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 production value on that was phenomenal so shout out to whoever that was that's michael bivens from redwood studio in uh, I forget somewhere in Illinois. <laughs> He's on Google Michael, or uh, Michael Duck Bivens. Duck. Isn't that the guy? Wait, mm. I you're that probably was... thinking of Michael Berry. No, 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 not okay. Michael Berry. I'm thinking of the guy from uh, REM. Who is that? All right, anyway, doesn't matter. Yep, I don't think he was an REM. No, REM right. guy, but I mean, he's been doing it for 20 years. So who yeah. knows? Who knows? But man, he he did a stellar job on on your EP, and uh, just the, just the rough cut that you sent me is is nice. Yeah. Do you you want to uh, give a, the name of the song? It's called "See You." Um, man, I want to give the story so bad, but I can't because I want to leave it open to interpretation. That, that's that's perfect. I do. It's it's uh it's it, it's a song. Uh, I played it played it for about uh, not including my wife or like my mother. Um, I played it for about four people, and I've gotten three different interpretations, which is super cool because that's I like writing. When I write, I want it open. I want uh, the actual point of this song was so. This is the type of song, see you, that no matter what type of relationship you're in um no matter what type at all this is type of song when you get in your car and you just 
get on the road, you're by yourself and you just weep. You guys ever had one of those, uh, yep. one of those weeping drives? Uh, I, I try not to. I might be the only, no, <laughs> that no, might no, be the only no. one, but I, I, I typically ride the left-hand lane. So I try not to sneeze or cry in that lane. You know what? I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'll give my confession the, the, that song for me that that'll do it. Uh, plum god i need you now yeah yeah very yeah very we just uh, yeah plum she is we, we uh i think that was last sunday at church we just played we just played her but um yeah i think i've weeped that song too but yeah that's the point of this song and it's 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 open it's called see you um and the title alone, it's it's definitely about it's about loss. I can I, I can say that. Well, but I, the, the I type of loss my, is up to the listener. Yeah, I played it for my kids on the way to church this morning, and uh, the nineteen-year-old Elliot. She said, "I said, so what do you think?" And she said, "I like it. I really like it." Uh, even the 14 year old who's a well she's a moody 14 year old girl what do you expect even she liked it right nice caught her on a good, good day I mean you know well, yeah and I appreciate it yeah so there's 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 more to come that that is not done um I'm considering I don't even know how to say it I'm considering getting back in the secular world with a ministry of music. Um, so I can kind of do what, honestly, what Brian Welsh is doing. I'm, I'm, I'm Definitely. you know, uh, it's, it, it's a way, it's a platform to reach a lot of people. Um, you know, so I'm, I don't, again, uh, any of you, uh, <clears throat> any of you true, Hardcore Bible Bible believers listening, it's like, well, there's no way you can do that. I'm yes, right there, there with is. you. So that's kind of what I'm praying on is how how can I be in this secular world and have a ministry in it? So uh, I I truly feel that's the that's the beginning. This song "See You" is the beginning of of this ministry. All right, now this uh, CU is going to be released under, is it going to be released just under your name? Uh, no, it's actually going to be released under uh, the basis name is Deeds, D-E-E-D-Z-S-T-L. That's D-E-E-D-Z-S-T-L. He oh, is... Uh, D-Stills, okay. Um, he sent me music about a year ago and again this song is really personal ah oh, it's so cool this the story of it is so cool but um uh, yeah, i'm gonna we, share it after the release but, yeah definitely uh, yeah hey, so, you know what we can have you back for doing that if you want yeah i mean yeah that'd be now uh be how cool. can uh that'd i know cool and, i know you are personally are not on social media very much at all if at all <laughs> but uh, uh i i do my facebook um, you know, I've got my Facebook. Anyone can feel free to, you know, send a 
some of the requests there. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do, I don't do Twitter or uh, TikTok or <laughs> whatever that is. Well, we're or, moving to MeWe and Parlor, but we're still on Facebook. At least a couple of us. All right, how can people find you on uh, on social media uh, to get updates about this release? Uh, well, that's kind of the tough one. Uh, <laughs> other than other than my Facebook page, Which my is? personal Facebook page, there really isn't any other uh, any other way unless you become a stalker. All right, and and what, what know, is that? If, if do you want to give that out? Uh, I mean it. It depends if someone's not afraid to be shot. I mean, you know, there's 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 that. Hey, we're yeah. big Second Amendment supporters here, man. Right. Oh, absolutely. Cross the threshold is yeah, your risk. Um, there ain't nothing wrong with a 12-gauge. You don't have to be a marksman. But, anywho, yeah, there's, uh, yes, uh, Facebook, Facebook would be it. Um, again, unfortunately, as, as far as I can smash is, uh, that's, so I I don't even really know or understand why the website's still up and everything, but it is. Um, but if anyone wants to check out that music, Pandora, pretty much any any major platform that there is, I think. Kill that. Sorry about that. Didn't mean that. Oh wait, that was. Yeah, yeah, mute that out. So that that muted him too. What? That's muting him. Oh, sorry. No, uh, I definitely get what you're saying. <laughs> sorry about that, Matt. I actually pulled something uh, up on the EFA page and it started playing a video. But no, I definitely get what you're saying about being in a secular world. You can be a fish in the sea, but fishing inherently salty, even though it's it's in the salt water all the time. Skillet does right. that. They will be on the Ozfest tour and they will still have prayer meetings before and after their, their set. So even though they're not of the, the world that they would probably find themselves on, they don't stop believing. Yeah. Big fan of skillet. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, stars. Stars had me floored. Yeah. That's uh I mean, this is probably where people will turn, turn, turn the frown, turn the frown at me. But, uh, you know, that's, that was a, that was a really, really, really big part of it. There's no other way to say it other than just say it is, um, you know, it's what, what is the line are we drawing when we have these secular, secular ministries or secular world ministries, um, Cause I, I know that they exist genuine ones. They exist. And, you know, do we, do we play a show? Like one of the biggest things we had a big offer, uh, to play with a band, uh, that just in case for individual purposes, I won't mention, I can, uh, tell you off, off the record, but, uh, we were going to play with them. And I said, no, because the front man wore an upside down cross, stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm, I am not going to support that. I'm, I'm not going to. So there is that, there's that, there's that line 
and I shouldn't even have brought this up because this is like a topic where you need to sit down and, <laughs> and need to uh, sign an NDA. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's what is the line that, that we are, we are willing to willing, you know, do we, do we sit in our house and, uh, watch, watch movies that take the Lord's name in vain. Uh, that's a big one. That's a big one. It's hard. My wife and I stopped this year watching walking dead. Um, big, big fans of it, but you know, it's, it's what, what line and believe me, I've, I've been called, uh, uh, like I, I, I take it too. I take God too serious. Um, I need to lighten up. Oh, you're, you you're, know, you're like in good that. company. And I've it, never watched an episode um, of, uh, what is it? Uh, game of Thrones because in the first 10, 15 yeah, minutes, there was nothing but sex. I was like, done. I, I don't yep. need this. Yep, this is a temptation yep. for me. I can't handle. I, I, I never done. seen one. Second and, and, oh, oh, once exactly. you get past the first season, it's not, uh, no. Yeah. Exactly. You have to say no. Exactly. But I, yeah. I you know what? I still got to no. find out what's, what's, I got to find out what's going on with Michonne. I, I just saw today that it's, it's her yeah. final episode. So I still got to watch The Walking Dead. I'm sorry. Well, you know, yeah, and, you, you know, and, um, at that point, uh, you know, this is, is it a salvation issue? I believe no, it's not a salvation issue, but Principle. this is where the Holy Spirit convicts people differently. Uh, my wife and I are convicted of it. I know, um, I know brothers and sisters of mine who love the Lord with all their heart and they're not convicted of it. Um, you know, we, we have those we have those discussions and they're just like, you know, I don't know. So that's, and who am I to question God or, cause part of me is like, well, I want to watch it. Cause I, I, I haven't seen season 10. Negan, Negan pretty much just joined, uh, alpha, you know, whoever. And then that was, see, that Dude, too. no spoilers. I don't even like calling her alpha. Don't, you know? No, uh, no, stop, stop. No spoilers, man. Right. I, I'm not caught up. Hey, but you know what? No, that was the end of season nine. I, I'm not caught up. But you have to watch the first season of Black and White. Oh, that was just beautiful when they aired that. What is Black and White? And when they were building up for season three, they aired season one back-to-back episodes in nothing but Black and White. Really? They stripped all the color. Oh, it was just... That's got to be interesting. It was... It, you have to see that. If nothing else, you have to see that. Well, I, I might have to look that up. But season one, season of the one, Dead uh, yeah, in black and white. Oh, when they aired that, I I've got it. There was an imprint in my couch when I got up. They, the kid, <laughs> the kids. I don't know that. It, you know, I would have known about it because the kids would have told me. It was it was yeah. for the early adopters for sure. Huh. All right. Well. Matt, is there anything else you want to say to folks before we uh, decide to call this a night for you, brother? Well, I mean, yeah, there. Uh, I was actually about to ask you guys the same question. Uh, you guys have any? Because absolutely, I can. I can keep on preaching all night. So really, I mean, <laughs> you guys would have to. You all guys right. can ask me if, if if you want. If not, uh, I that'd have be a cool. still sick and, wife in the other bedroom, in the other room, on the other end of the house that she said. Okay, don't drink too much and don't take forever. 
So if I don't get in there to her and run these guys out of the house soon, I'm going to be in trouble. Understood. Yep. Just Understood. a great reason well, I, to have you back. Um, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you guys. I do. I, uh, again, this was, this is not my first interview, but, uh, this is my first one solo about everything that life in general, you can call us your favorite. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. You got me. I'm good. Oh, you do. You don't way. So gentlemen, do we toast to the badass of the week? Heck yeah. How about it, Chris? Sure. We got a badass here? Yeah. All right. Ooh. Hey, Matt, you're getting the Basil Hayden's. You're getting a Basil Hayden's toast. Very good. Thank you. No, you can't go anywhere yet, man. We got a toast to you because we're letting you know. Matt Kelly, formerly of Echoes from Ashes. And uh, future solo star... Hey, some of them solo careers. They've they've got Yeah, uh, ghostwriting. Ghostwriting. I'm gonna put put a little pitch out there. Anyone looking for some for some hooks? Uh, I just I love music. I just love to sing. Now listen, I love man, it. I told you. I told you on the phone before you sent me that song, I said, Whatever you do, don't lose the passion hmm. that you have in your singing. Okay. That hard edge. That that and, yeah. and you sent me that song and I said that is what I'm talking about. Don't you dare lose that, okay? Yeah, it's fine. No, that's impossible. It, it it is perfectly fine for you to be able to worship and and still give that powerful rendition. So everybody, be looking out for this this guy, okay? Uh, be looking out for that song. When what's that date again, Matt? Oh, uh, September. Hey, look, where's the wife? Hey, do you know the release date to see you? Is it the 18th? 19th. September 19th. Well, that's easy for this me month. to remember. That's my youngest daughter's birthday. Um, yeah, so we actually have a lyrics video as well that we'll, we'll, we'll have with it. Oh, that's um, another thing. That's who, who actually developed all the lyrics videos for uh, EFA? Uh, his name... Uh, Tyler, his name, his last name is, escapes me. I can, uh, I can, I can send it to you. His name's Tyler. Uh, he's actually a young kid. He's an entrepreneur. Uh, he does good, good work. He does. He and, does uh, phenomenal work. Everything, every one yeah. of those was absolutely beautiful and, and yeah. perfectly timed and got the message across with, with just an amazing, just gorgeous image every second of it. Yeah, I think he's like 19. He's a kid. Well, and, uh, props to Tyler. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'll find his last name. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's good. He's very very good at what he does. He's gifted. And uh, yeah, so we'll we're actually using him for this lyric video, and that'll be out September 19th. Um, it should be. It'll definitely be on YouTube. So that'd, that'd probably be the place to go for it. All right, Big but Jake. What is it? On their net. 
Matt Kelly. Matt Kelly. What is he? He's a badass. Chris. Badass. Matt Kelly. <laughs> you are our oh. badass for the week, brother. Well, thank you guys. For you sticking around. Thank you. You know, walking away from something huge in order to get with something much bigger. Your family. To be a father, to be a husband, that, my friend, right there, walking away from the drugs, walking away from the fame, and more importantly, sticking with your family, you are the badass of the week, my friend. My soul. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen, and we will talk soon. Cheers, my friend. All righty. Cheers. All right, man. Take care of yourself. All right. Bye-bye. God bless you. God bless. All right. Cool. I was happy. I'm very happy with that. Now, this Basil Hayden's, what do you want to tell us about it there, Chris? That's all you. Hmm. I I bought it to try it. I've heard a lot of great things about it. It didn't hit me. Didn't, didn't impress me. Kind of smells like a flower garden. Yeah. And I've gone back to it, you know, let it oxidize, gone back to it. And it no, I wasn't for me. I think there might be a little bit of overhype in Basil Hayden's. And so what it is, I have their regular plain straight bourbon. I think a lot of their experimental ones mm. are the ones that get all the hype. Okay. Artfully so, aged. What the hell does that mean? So there are ones like... Uh, a rye that's in a Caribbean cast and things like that that's finished in different casts and experimental. And I think those are the ones that get the 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 highlight and the limelight. Colonel Taylor is definitely better. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I went back to it, and it is definitely smoothed out now. All right. Now, you brought the wild turkey rare breed. Yes. I'm not familiar with it. So. I know this is mass-produced. Well, yes and no. So this is Wild Turkey. You know, the Wild Turkey 101. We all know them. Yeah. This is barrel strength. And this iteration is 116.8. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm getting a small pour of that before I get so in trouble it, with the wife. That's kind of why I wanted to do it last. It's very warm. It, it could very well burn your taste buds. Mm. However... I knew this wouldn't, wouldn't. That's why I did this before the basil. Okay. However, the reason I own this particular bottle, they launched another side brand, uh, Long Branch. And Long Branch was so popular, they cleared the warehouse of all their young seven and eight year bourbon. Well, they still had to put Rare Breed out on the shelf because it had already been out and been selling. Uh, now, I've I've heard the rumors. I've I've actually seen an email where the master distiller replied back to someone asking what what was up with with the barrels. I believe it. I one hundred percent believe the rumor that which is coming. They shortly. either bought, <laughs> uh, not bought. They either pulled from the wrong part of the warehouse, or. They filled so much Long Branch that the only thing left in the warehouse to fill the rest 
plus 15 year old. Now you've had that Yamazaki 12. Mm-hmm. You've had a Weller 12. So, you know, no, I haven't had the Weller 12. I'm waiting on that. Okay. Well, I, I, I thought you had had no, Weller. I've been waiting to so, try to get a hold you know, of Aging smooths things out and everything. So the fact that this is barrel strength, but as smooth as this E.H. Taylor, surprised me. Now, it's not every rare breed. That's why I I pick up this particular bottle. Down at the bottom, there's the laser code. And it was the laser code batch G.H., which I actually found at your specs right here in Walden. They had three bottles just sitting on the shelf for 50 bucks for a 15-year-old bourbon at barrel strength. How long ago did you find that? Seven, eight months ago. Oh, yeah. Ain't no chance there's any more. No, they're gone because one, one of my regular customers, he, he, I know for a fact, he got one of them. And for those who don't know, those who aren't in Texas, Specs is a Texas born and bred uh, liquor store out here. So you trust me, you're not going to find it. Liquor superstore. It's, it's oh, a, yeah. uh, they're, they're, a lot of them are pretty big. Oh, there, there's that one down uh, Rayford. Yeah. About the size of an academy. Yep. It actually used to be an academy sports store. Yeah. 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 The one in Kingwood tried to be all nice and foo-foo. They, uh, they sold a calamari and cheese. Because <laughs> I always think about having high-end scotches with my, my calamari. Well, they do have a good selection of wine there. Too. With the, with the cheese. Yeah. yeah. Cheese, yes. Calamari? Not for me. No, no. Now, the restaurant supply and the one over on Rayford, that's, that's actually pretty damn cool. But they don't have Norland glasses. That's, yeah. Nope. yeah I've, I've never actually seen one of those. Yeah, it's because you got to order them directly from the manufacturer. This is hand-blown, my friend, and hand-fused. So. All right, I'm ready for it. Wild turkey, rare breed. Definitely, definitely. So this Smoother is, than you would ever anticipate. Because is, to me, wild turkey 101 is very rye forward, so it's very spicy, very, very harsh to me. I would not guess on a blind taste test that that is from the same company. Hmm. So this is actually a 15-year... That's the rumor. And mm. go ahead and taste and then tell me if you believe that rumor. Yeah, let's get a little... I do. Does I've had the this... same nose as the E.H. Taylor? Yes, very much. Very... Yeah, yeah, it does. Very similar. They also produce one called the Master Keep. It is a one-release-per-year bottle. A little warm. A little warm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your face definitely says that. Yeah. But still smooth. Very smooth. Doesn't bite your face off. Doesn't, doesn't make you gag. Warm in the, in the back of the throat. Yeah. But not bitey in the tongue. Right. Hmm. Uh, that's why I say I believe the rumor. <laughs> so... That is definitely one I, I chose to, to donate because it has a story. Hmm. I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. This will be the last drink that I have for now because... And I, that's, that's why I saved it for last. Mm-hmm. Because of uh, barrel strength. Hmm. Yeah, definitely that vanilla note for sure. 
Does that mean, just mean they didn't cut it with anything? It's just straight? That's it. Straight out of the barrel. No water, no cut, no blending with other barrels to make a small bat. Just from barrel to bottle. Yes. Yeah. Now the horse soldier. Have you had that yet? I have not. Ooh, my friend. All right. Give you a little story. Okay. Are you familiar with horse soldier? I know the tomb of the last soldier. No. I've been there to pay my respects. All right. Horse soldier is a bourbon that uh, it's a company that was started by the actual horse soldiers that right after 9-11, the months after 9-11, soldiers who went in on horses into Afghanistan looking for bin Laden. Okay. Okay. Those very same uh, veterans right. started up this company. Now, the uh, they got a hold of some of the steel from the World Trade Center. Understood. After yeah. it was fallen. Yeah. They used that steel to create the molds for their bottles. So every bottle itself from uh, Horse Soldier right. has actually touched the steel of the original Twin Towers. And I got to tell you, it's really good stuff. Yeah. I'll have, really to, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I can actually tell you exactly what I was doing on September 11th. I can too. Yeah. That was a day to remember for sure. And maybe by the time we upload this, it'll probably be September 11th. Oh, no, this is going up tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was working in electronics at Walmart and people were flocking to the TVs asking if we could get outside stations. Because a plane just flew into the World Trade Center. So I actually got to watch live the second plane hit. So did I. Yeah. Jake, what were you doing? I was in the living room of the place that I was at. I was, um, my wife and I uh, were roommates with my, a couple of my cousins. Here at the time, we were all living in this huge farmhouse up in Minnesota. That was uh, an old potato farmer that had like eight kids. So mm-hmm. there's a bunch of bedrooms. and Yeah, yeah. You know, a couple of us families just went in and rented it. And, you know, we we're all young. And anyway. As you do. Yeah, yeah. It gotten up and somebody Community. was watching them. Exactly. Was watching the news and, you know, kind of spread her throughout the house pretty quick. Hey, you got to come see this. So we, we watched it and everybody was just speculating hey, do you think this is, you know, is this an accident? Is this an attack? What is this? And as soon as the second one hit, I'm like, this is an attack. Yeah. There is no way this is an accident. And they knew what they were doing. Yep. The reason they took off from the, the reason they hijacked those particular planes, because they had just refueled, it was a cross-country flight, so it was full of fuel, and they knew that would be the highest impact. Mm. Well... We were living out on a uh, on my in-laws cattle ranch and my youngest daughter was 8 days away from her first birthday extremely colicky so th- this poor little girl is screaming she screamed nonstop yeah. for 6 months straight Day and night, 24 I bet her lungs hurt. Oh. And your ears. And actually, Jake, you've met Jenna. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she's a, she's a special little girl. I mean, she has special needs. And But we didn't know what was wrong at the time. But uh, I had my um, younger brother, 10 years younger than me, my half-brother. Uh, we brought it. We took him in um, to live with us uh, for a little while because he had nowhere else to go. And uh, I was outside having a cigarette or something, and he comes and grabs me, and he's, he goes, Dude. Now you gotta get back inside. And he said, "It's effing terrorists, man! It's effing terrorists!" Because the first one had just hit. Mm-hmm. And while my younger brother and me and my wife were watching the TV, that's when the second plane hit. Yeah. And we knew the world was going to change right then and there. And I, I definitely feel 2020 is a catalyst. For change the way that was just when this started in, in February, like they had shut down the rodeo and things like that. I said, this is going to change the world. They're going to read about 2020 in history books the way we did. Granted, I was already out of high school, but I guarantee you they teach 9-11. I, yeah, well, these days I'm, I'm not so sure. Oh, Hey, Mac is out again. <laughs> I'm not so sure that, uh, that they're teaching it like it really needs to be taught. Right. Not not in government-run schools, which is all public schools. But there's also things that, that change for the better that no one ever hears about. So the reason they were able to take box cutters, take over the captain's quarters, and hijack a plane is because they were all trained using Microsoft Flight Simulator. And it was an actual portrayal of flying an actual... That's how close that simulation was to actual real life. They were able to set the dials and take off because of... They had trained on a a computer PC game. Now, I was working at Electronics and Walmart, and immediately after that article ran, that's how they learned to fly... We recalled every every single one and could no longer sell them to the public. Wow. And since then... You got a hold of a copy, though, didn't you? I, I did not, but I did sell one to a history teacher hmm. because he was going to use it for education. Now, you know, I yeah, Microsoft Flight Sim X is not the latest and greatest, and they've probably patched it once you go online or something like that. There's a, probably a patch. But ever since then... Or they skew agreed to be tracked by the feds right <laughs> to install it so they they have skewed the numbers to where it's it's very realistic in a simulation but it is not real world applicable you can't fly into the paris eiffel tower and write down the exact coordinates you would need they did alter things going forward with every iteration since then so are you are you saying that they actually had actual latitude and longitude in yes. there? Mm-hmm. That's wow. how that's how realistic Microsoft Flight Sim X was at the time. It was the tenth iteration and tenth installment, and that's how realistic it was to real life. That's got to make me wonder why hasn't Bill Gates been uh, brought up on any of that? Yeah, this is the first time I've ever heard that story. 
Yeah, and it's, it's like I said, you know, media doesn't cover all these things. and I just probably know about this because of being on the... And the re- retail and selling right, it. Right, being on the yeah. retail side and selling it. Mm. Wow. Well, yeah. We're not going to get another episode out before September 11th, so... Um, to all those first responders. God bless you. To all the victims. Yep. And the Jay, families. You know what? Mm-hmm. If you wouldn't mind, would you mind giving a prayer to all the victims of 9-11? Sure. Father, we come to you and we um, just stand in solidarity with the people who are left behind, uh, the families of the victims, the, the towers, and all the mayhem that followed. God, I pray that you be with them in this trying time and give them comfort and let them know that you're there and let them know that America stands with them as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Boys, on that somber note, I think we should call this one. You're going to give a shout out to the outro? Yeah. Hang on just a second there, Jake. Because that wild turkey rare breed just kicked me in the butt. Give me a minute. Anybody want to talk? Any final notes, Jake? No, I'm good. I really appreciated everything that uh, Matt Kelly had to say. Absolutely. Yep. It Damn was it, great. I did it again. I got to stop using <laughs> that word. It's your favorite. It's fine. Chris likes phenomenal. So the, the two of your, you know can use your words. I'm told I say I'm aware a lot. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't notice either one of those yet. Yeah. All right. To the Nintendo addict and former sex addict. And to me, the uh, former Coke and meth addict. Quite reformed. 14 years clean. God bless. Thank you, Matt Kelly, for uh, being here. I know, brother, you, uh, you're not on the line anymore, but, man. You're still with us. Yeah. We appreciate you. And we'll be looking forward to the 19th. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's my daughter's birthday, so. Look, Matt, uh, we're all going to be looking out for you. All right, so we've got, um, um. Like I said, Bourbon and Bullet, Bourbon Bullets and Badasses podcast on Facebook, Instagram at the Bourbon Badass, Parlor P A R L E R, not L O R, as uh, Chris Taylor Brown. Unless you're looking for a date. Yeah, yeah. If you're looking for a hooker, that that's where you go. P A R L O R. Yeah, but P A R L E R on Parlor at the Bourbon Badass. Uh, you can hit us up on our website at thebourbonbadass.com. Now, uh, Jake, you want to give out your uh, any of your social media or anything? Sure. I'm just uh, at Jay Guptel uh, on Facebook, Parlor, Gmail, you name it. Yeah, Instagram, in- Instagram Jay Guptel. Jay Guptel underscore TX. Underscore TX because you are a damn fine Texan, my friend. That's right. Yeah, as am I. I, I am now. Wait a minute, Chris. I've never asked you this. Are you a native Texan? Born and raised, never left. God bless you, my friend. (laughs) All right. 
On that note, roll the outro, Jake. All right. Bourbon bullets and badasses. My friends, we are out of here. Any last words, Jake? Nope. God bless you. Stay tuned for the next episode. And we are out. Crank it up, my friend. Yeah.